T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Don't stress. Listen to the podcast at WTIC.com or on the free Odyssey app. Oh, so much to talk about. Like balloons. There's balloons to talk about. But I just wanted to comment on this uh, Lamont story. Because this is just, this shows how everything in politics works today. There's a certain kind of lying that they do now that just is, it falls into a sweet spot for the governor. This is the kind of lying that he's, uh, he's apparently trained for his whole life and feels totally comfortable doing. Uh, the headline is Governor Lamont announces largest cut in the state income tax in Connecticut history. Which, by the way, when did the income tax start? Like it's not a long history, right? 30 years ago. Isn't it? 30 years since the income tax? So it's not such a, it's not such a big history, the largest cut ever. Has it ever been cut? With the state in its best financial condition in years, Governor Ned Lamont called Monday for the largest cut in the state income tax in Connecticut history. Couples filing jointly would save a maximum, maximum, notice that word maximum, of nearly $600 per year and single filers would save nearly $300 per year. The cuts would start with the new tax year on January 2024. This is an important announcement, Lamont told supporters outside the temporary town hall in East Hartford as renovations continued at town hall. This is the biggest tax cut since the dawn of the income tax in the state of Connecticut. Again, it's a recent development when the Democrats decided they wanted to really explode the size of government and start torturing citizens with outrageous burdens, with outrageous tax burdens. Uh, now they want to kick a little back because they've been handed a bunch of money and it gives Ned a chance to pretend that he's managed something effectively. If the measure is approved by the Democratic-controlled legislature in the coming months, families earning under $50,000 a year would pay no state income tax, he said. So this is how politics works now. You try to give the money to your voters. All public policy is designed to bribe your voters to vote for you. That's how it works. So the Democrats are the party that represents those who don't make a lot of money, average and down. That's the core constituency for Democrats. So every policy they make is about giving stuff to this group of, of people. 
That's what they do. The cuts will be accomplished by reducing the current 5% rate to 4.5%, which represents a 10% rate cut. The current 3% rate would be reduced to 2%, which amounts to a 33% cut in taxes paid. It's a long time coming, says Lamont, but the curious thing is that the taxes aren't paid by the middle class. They're paid by, well, listen, a booming state surplus in recent years has sharply changed the state's finances and made the tax cut and other proposals possible. The state has benefited from billions of dollars in federal funding related to the coronavirus pandemic. Do you see what the purpose of the pandemic was for the Democrats? Transfer wealth to the states. Pretend that the purpose of that money is to pay for pandemic response. Just trying to keep you safe. Just trying to keep you safe. No, what they were trying to do was keep Democrats safe. A booming state surplus in recent years has sharply changed the state's finances. The state has benefited from billions of dollars in federal funding related to the coronavirus pandemic. This is in the current story today. In addition, the state generated surplus surpluses during the record-breaking year for Wall Street in 2021, even though many stocks fell in 2022. The bulk of the capital gains taxes, which are due quarterly for the wealthiest filers, are paid by millionaires and billionaires. So you see what Jolly Ned is doing is the same old Democrat playbook. He's taking money from the rich and giving it to the poor. Now, this makes him look like he's a great guy, and he loves you, and he just wants to keep you safe. But in fact, what he's doing is taking money from wealthy taxpayers, and instead of giving them the tax cut they deserve, or instead of lowering taxes across the board, he's targeting those rebates or reductions in taxes to voters who don't pay them in order to solidify the base of the Democratic Party. But this is a key paragraph. If the measure is approved by the Democratic-controlled legislature in the coming months, families earning under $50,000 a year would pay no state income tax. If the measure is approved, is there any reason why it would not be approved? Well, Democrats might demand an increase in taxes on the rich, who are already paying a disproportionate amount of the taxes, as the story lays out. The cuts will be accomplished by reducing the current 5% rate to 4.5%. How about that? Of 1.7 million tax filers in Connecticut, 1.1 million will receive relief. Under It should say would because this is a proposal, not a plan. That would represent 63% of all filers. So what he's trying to do is get the rich to pay for a reduction in taxes to the poor, which is an easier way to do it by reducing the taxes on the poor rather than raising them on the rich. For the sake of our economic growth, says Ned, I made it a top priority of my administration to turn the instability around. Because he says when I took office four years ago, the state was operating under a $3.7 billion deficit, and analysts were projecting more deficits for many years to come. This is where he poses like he's actually accomplished something as opposed to Joe Biden, 
sending billions of dollars to Connecticut in order to have plenty of money in the slush fund that can just be paid out to taxpayers. 860-522-9842. This sound like good policy to you? Sounds like election rigging schemes to me. 860-522-9842. The rant line number, 860-751-4698. We'll do the rants a little after 5 o'clock the way we often do. And the other question for you, before we take some calls, the other question for you has to do with the balloons. The balloon. I guess we can be specific about the one balloon that got shot down. What's what's your take on this, please? Who is doing what to who here? That's what I want to know from you. I'll play some cuts for you, and we'll talk more about it. Max is next on WTIC. Hi, Max. Hi, how are you doing, Todd? What's up? Oh, I know you don't like to hear that. Oh, uh, listen, I, I've been listening to your commentary about taxes, and it's it's pretty much spot on. But I got a surprise for you. Okay. Governor Weicker was the guy that signed the tax in, uh, income bill. Who put the ta- uh, the thing. income tax in? Yes. Yes. What, what's the you might? Well, he signed the bill when it came across his desk. Well, no, he pushed for it. Be... He fought. He fought hard for it. It was his proposal. Well, that's why. That's why we elected him, <laughs> so that it, so that we wouldn't have an income tax. That was his big campaign promise. Yes. Well, he, well, what's the surprise did. about that? What What are you thinking? Is uh, is, well, is I actually trusted a politician, so I guess. Oh, I get you. <laughs> not, there, that was not, not a not good a decision good move on my part. No. Yes. But I'm a little older now. I'm getting a little more. Uh, Let's say not skeptical, wisdom. but a little more You gain some wisdom, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what life is for. That's all we can do is try to benefit from the uh, water that's gone under the bridge, right? Yep, that's right. Then you're dead. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Max, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. 860-522-9842. Yeah, you know what Max just did there? The only, what's that saying? The only thing that is definite is death and taxes. Max just merged them together there. You pay your taxes, then you're dead, he said. That's about how it rolls. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. And and I, I really, I think this, um, I think this balloon thing is totally fascinating. Because everything that Joe Biden is saying about it is a lie. And I think everybody else in government is lying, too, all the other elected officials and probably the bureaucrats as well. We'll talk more about it coming up on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 860-522-9842. We are rocking through another week. It's a Monday, and we're off to a great start. Bill in Barkhamstead. Hello, William. Hey, Todd. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Good afternoon uh, to you. Uh, the balloon from China, I believe that the government shot it down over the ocean so they would not recover any type of information or equipment that the U.S. government could have reverse engineered uh, to see what actually was going on. Uh, they had several times and several opportunities to shoot it down over land, and we could have captured any type of spy information that was there. But I think the government intentionally shot it down over the ocean 
because it was probably already stolen technology from the United States, and they didn't want anyone to really know it. Uh, not Why did someone- you? Let me just ask you a question. Why did you call it a Chinese balloon? Well, it it was launched in China, <laughs> so I'm how do we sure know that? that? Well. I'm going to say the intelligent records probably should say something about that. But if it's something wrong and it wasn't defined as being from China, then I'm sorry about that. But if you have a balloon flying over the United States and it's taking all these pictures or we don't really know what it's doing, don't you think we should find out? I mean, at least shoot it down or really, really kind of send some stuff up there to take photographs of it to really determine what its function is. Because I strongly believe that it flew over the places where we really don't want it to fly over. And if you can do it once, you're going to do it again. What would, um, I'm wondering what, I don't, you know, I, I have no way to know what they would be able to glean from a balloon that's hovering in the sky. That they wouldn't be know. able to get through from a satellite or through uh, Chinese immigrants who are spying on behalf of the Chinese government, if it's China doing it, I, you know, I'm not really clear on why this matters. I feel like everything everybody is saying to us about it is a lie. So what makes you think that it was just visual stuff that they were doing? Because if you're that high up, don't you think that you could listen to audio waves a lot better and a lot clearer and possibly break the informational code that comes from military bases from one to another? or possibly jam anything that we have in the NORAD defense fields or break those codes? What makes you think it was just visual? It could have been audio, could have been other types of intelligence that could have been gathered from that balloon. But we won't know because the U.S. government shot the balloon down over in water in the jet stream that dispersed all of that. So we can't really reverse engineer it. Don't you think that it was kind of a coup, whoever put it on up, who successfully had it shot down over water instead of it being shot over land so that Possibly we could have reverse engineered it, kind of like what the Chinese are doing with the helicopter that was lost when we killed Biden. Uh, sorry, not Biden, but Osama bin Laden. Possibly, uh, Bill, it's an interesting theory, and I appreciate the ideas. I've got a couple in response that I want you to hear. First is this. This is um, from Good Morning America coverage of it this morning. And listen to what the reporter says here. They say that he was briefed on this on Tuesday after the aircraft. Wait, I wasn't supposed to clip it so soon. Let me try that again. They say that he was briefed on this on Tuesday after the aircraft re-entered the U.S. and that he immediately ordered that all sensitive sites be protected. So Joe Biden was briefed on this on Tuesday. The... The balloon had entered the United States previously, a few days before Tuesday, going into Alaska, flying over Canada, coming back into the United States. And that's when he got briefed on it. Why would Joe Biden not get briefed on a Chinese balloon flying over U.S. soil? They're saying they didn't brief him until Tuesday after it pulled into the U.S. Uh, in Idaho, I think, is where it entered. They Listen, say, one more time. They say that he was briefed on this on Tuesday after the aircraft re-entered the U.S. What's that all about? All right, that's one of my questions. And then here's another point I wanted to make, and that is that the balloon 
the balloon. I'm going to read you a story from, uh, this is from the Guardian newspaper, British newspaper that covers the U.S. a lot. Uh, exclusive. This is a repeat of a story from three years ago. Here's the headline. Pentagon testing mass surveillance balloons across the United States. The U.S. military is conducting, again, this is from three years ago. The U.S. military is conducting wide area surveillance tests across six Midwest states using experimental high-altitude balloons. Documents filed with the FCC reveal up to 25 unmanned solar-powered balloons are being launched from rural South Dakota and drifting 250 miles through an area spanning portions of Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and Missouri before concluding in central Illinois. Traveling in the stratosphere at altitudes up to 65,000 feet, they said this balloon was at 55,000, same vicinity, 12 to 14 miles up, say. Traveling in the stratosphere at altitudes of up to 65,000 feet, the balloons are intended to provide a persistent surveillance system to locate and deter narcotic trafficking and homeland security threats, according to the filing made on behalf of the Sierra Nevada Corporation, an aerospace and defense company. The balloons are carrying high-tech radars designed to simultaneously track many individuals, I'm sorry, many individual vehicles, day or night, through any kind of weather. The tests, which have not been previously reported, received an FCC license to operate from mid-July until September, following similar flights licensed last year. Again, this is three years ago. These are U.S. balloons, just like, it doesn't sound just like what the Chinese are supposedly doing. Arthur Holland Michelle, the co-director of the Center for the Study of Drones at Bard College in New York, said what this new technology proposes is to watch everything at once. Sometimes it's referred to as combat TiVo because when an event happens somewhere in the surveilled area, you can potentially rewind the tape to see exactly what occurred and rewind even further to see who was involved and where they came from. The tests were commissioned by the U.S. Southern Command, Southcom, responsible for disaster response, intelligence operations, and security cooperation in the Caribbean and Central and South America. Southcom is a joint effort by the U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force, and other forces, and one of its key roles is identifying and intercepting drug shipments headed for the United States. Now, under the guise of, uh, of, of that kind of thing, like you're, you're scouting for drugs, easy for the United States to spy on all American people and to conduct a Chinese sort of um, surveilling of its population and uh, ultimately oppression of its population the way the Chinese do. It's interesting just to think about what the possibilities are. But when you think, when you listen to Joe Biden talk about this, you don't get a feeling that he's telling the truth at all. I don't feel the truth. There was one other cut. Do we have time? No, we don't have time to play it. I've got a cut from the Pentagon I also find interesting, and some Biden. And I want to talk to you about what your theory is on the balloon. 8605229842 
Rant line number 751-4698. This is WTIC. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Why wait? Come on. Oh, come on. Why wait? You can rant right now at 860-751-4698 on the Todd Feinberg Show. I would propose to you that everything Joe Biden says and anyone else says to us in public is a lie. Simple hypothesis, whether it's Ned Lamont or Joe Biden, peon on the state level, Ned, a, a pathological liar who just grew up lying and has spent his whole life lying about everything. His whole, you know, Ned, it's easy because his whole life's been a fraud. And who knows about Biden? He's been, he got in the U.S. Senate when he was 30. And he's uh, 80 now. So he's been at the pinnacle of um, the American government for 50 years. So I, you have to assume lying is second nature to him as well. All right, listen to Joe Biden and see if this makes any sense. I'll play it and then we'll talk about it. All right. You were saying the recommendation from your, was from your national security. I told them to shoot it down. I told them to shoot it down. The question was, you got this recommendation from your national security advisor? No, I told them to shoot it down. I told them to shoot it down. He told them to shoot it down. Now, if it's dangerous to shoot down an object the size of three school buses hovering uh, several miles above American soil, If you were going to do that, Alaska would be a pretty good place because most of Alaska, even animals, don't live. It's just empty. Trees, maybe some snow. You could shoot it down, but they didn't even tell them the story they're telling us. They didn't tell them when it was hovering over Alaska. They told them when it got to Idaho. They told him on Tuesday. But before that, it was in the United States. Does this story make any sense to you? I told them to shoot it down. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. the recommendation. They said to me, let's wait till the safest place to do it. All right, so what Joe Biden is saying is he heard there there was this balloon 
over United States soil. And he said, shoot it down. And they said, well, wait a minute, Mr. President. If we shoot it down, it might fall on somebody's head. Oh, says Joe. I didn't think of that. What does this mean for China, relations with China? He doesn't know. Listen to him say it again. They found the balloon. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down. They found the balloon. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down. He says. They found the balloon. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down. He ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down. Now, he, on this cut, he realizes that's kind of a dumb thing to say. On Wednesday, as soon as possible. As soon as possible. So I told them to shoot it down, but as soon as possible. As soon as possible means this thing's of no risk to us, except if we shoot it down. That you would shoot it down if it was dangerous, right? Or, well, another way of looking at it would be what if it, well, one of the concerns was it had uh, the ability to send out an electromagnetic shock, right? Like it had maybe nukes on it that would be able to shut down the operation of modern America by sending an electromagnetic charge, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, uh, through the atmosphere, and that would burn out all of our computers. We'd lose the electrical grid. We wouldn't be able to drive our cars. We wouldn't be able to run our computers, etc. On Wednesday, as soon as possible. So he told them, shoot it down as soon as possible. That doesn't sound so urgent, does it? They decided without doing damage to anyone on on the ground without doing damage to anyone on the ground he wanted it shut down as soon as possible but what i'm still wondering about is if it is a threat to national security why were there days when it was in the united states when they didn't even bother telling the president according to this story so either the balloon is not a surprise and not a danger because if it was a surprise and a danger, they would have immediately gone to the highest levels of the U.S. government, and whoever was at the receiving end of that information would have had to brief the president right away. True or false? So Joe Biden had to have known when it was over Alaska, or the people in the national security, the highest levels of U.S. government, knew it was there and weren't surprised by it and knew it wasn't dangerous. They decided that the best time to do that was as it got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it, and we'll have more to report on this uh, a little later. Thank you. This ain't right what they say about China. Does this make any sense? It's not, it's not adding up to me. At least it's not adding up to be the story that they're telling us. They're telling us garbage, just like we started off talking about Ned Lamont and him talking about taxes and him pretending that he's done something to make the state healthier financially. When that was covid relief money that did it and taxes from the evil rich. Trading on Occupy Wall Street. Is China the problem or is Joe Biden the problem? Is the middle class paying too many taxes or are the rich paying too many taxes? Because we all know that taxes aren't supposed to be a weapon to punish your political enemies with or a reward to sprinkle favor on your favorite voters because 
if the point of taxes was to have them lowered on your favorite voters, that would be an election rigging scheme. Yet, people who vote for Democrats in general make less than $50,000 a year. And Ned Lamont said he wants all the tax breaks to go to people making under $50,000 a year. Is that just a coincidence? Or is the purpose of the tax break to get votes from people at the lower end of the earning spectrum? Just a question. Just asking. Because inquiring minds want to know. I love this Joe Biden stuff. Well, the White House this morning is pushing back hard. They are defending the president's decision to act when he did. They are pushing back hard. Why do they push back hard? Political danger. They want their story out. He was then given all possible options, and there was real vigorous debate about all of this. But ultimately, the military was recommending that they wait and shoot it down over water to minimize that civilian risk. They keep saying this like you would have to be a brilliant, informed person to understand that shooting down an object the size of three school buses over people's heads would be dangerous. And the president even admits that it didn't occur to him that it could be dangerous. Until he was told by the military. In risk. The next day, on Wednesday, the president did just that, ordering that they shoot it down when it could be done safely in a way that would minimize and limit the risk to the, to the public. Wait, wait. They told the president on Tuesday, they told him, shoot it down on Wednesday, he gave the order to do that. He had to think about that overnight. He wasn't scared about this balloon at all. It was a political problem, not a national security problem. Could be done safely in a way that would minimize and limit the risk to the, to the public while also maximizing their ability to recover the payload, George. And Steve, uh, we're starting to get... Isn't that funny? I, f I just, I, I think these people are such chronic liars. It is so normal for them to deceive us that the opportunity to tell the truth doesn't uh, come up. It's just not one of the things uh, that they're doing. Agree or disagree? 860-522-9842. These people, I'll tell you. All right, let's see. This Pentagon official, I thought this cut had something good, but I'm not sure. Let me double check. Uh, you said that this is uh, violating our airspace, so why not take it down? So this is a few days ago before they shot down the balloon yeah so uh you know clearly as we assess options um and considering the the size of the payload on this uh looking at the potential for debris uh and the impact on civilians on the ground or property damage and so out of an abundance of caution an abundance of caution not an abundance of uh retaliation defense a need to strike out uh, cognizant of the potential impact to civilians on the ground uh, from a debris field. Uh, right now, we're going to continue to monitor and review options. But you see, the one thing they don't discuss is what the national security hazard is. If there's a national security hazard, that's the other side of the equation. You know how I always say you have to look at both sides of the, you have to do both sides of the math.
you've got to balance your books. On one side, you have the pros, shoot it down. On the other side, you have the cons. And you balance all these arguments out. But they're just telling us, oh, we can't shoot it down. It might drop on somebody's head. But the only reason you would shoot it down is because it's a national security threat. So tell us about the national security threat. They don't mention that. Liars, professional liars. 860-522-9842. Let's catch a break and take some phone calls. Coming up on WTIC. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show. Live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC. News Talk 1080. Yeah. Mark has a good question. Text to me. What if it took a month to get over water? Why would they just sit there and wait? 860-522-9842. Makes no sense. Tom and Canton, what do you think? Hello. Yes, Thomas. I'll tell you why they waited. They didn't want any normal person to recover it. It's all top secret. They're trying to hide it. And China would have got away with it if only it had said, Happy Birthday Hunter on the balloon. <laughs> so if the U.S. is trying to hide it, that suggests yeah, they don't want. Tech- they didn't want to make a total international incident over it. They could have probably shot it down over Alaska in the wilderness anytime they wanted to. But they just let it go until it was discovered by the media. And uh, it's you mean serious. they're hoping they were hoping it would get away without being noticed. Exactly. And they didn't want In other words, they didn't want it to land where some average person could run up to it and take a but, picture of it. But if it was Chinese, be... why would we care if that's what happened? Well, in other words, we did Our government didn't want to make an incident out of it, even though it was because they. They got caught by it. Well, I understand that argument, but you're saying. They don't want some random person to find it. And right. is that they just because the random person would report it to the news? Exactly. You take pictures, whatever. Okay. And, you know, it's like uh, you can't tell me that they didn't. I would be amazed if they didn't know every second where that thing was. And the trajectory it's... it was going to take if they put a big dart in the balloon part and send us more or less well, straight down. I mean, they, they you know, they got supercomputers. They know where everything yes. is. But the thing that's curious is, so so we're this uh, superpower, we've been told for decades. Thank you for the call, sir. And we have no idea how to stop a balloon that goes like three miles an hour and just hovers at, at 60,000 feet. Does that make any sense? We have no, like, big vacuum cleaner attached to a F-whatever flying at high speeds that can just suck that thing into its belly and be gone. Tony in Hamden. Hi, Tony. Todd, I uh, kind of disagree with your last caller. I think that the government is purposely making a big deal out of this because they have come to the realization that they have to change public opinion about China. They can't control big business. Big business is totally into doing making money in China no matter what, even if it mm-hmm. interferes with national security. Okay? So I think our government wants to make a big deal out of this and slowly over time change public opinion about China so that they can then put pressure on business to start bringing back the jobs that should have never left because we can't have everything come from China, Todd. Todd, You know what I mean? It's just impossible. 
we got to make well, some of our own things. That's true. So, Tony, that's a very uh, interesting theory. I think I think that's what we're seeing. I think our government is finally coming to the realization that big business is run amok. They don't care about national security. They care simply about short-term profit. And as well, a result, it, it, we need to the, do something. All right, a good idea, Tony. Let's try another Tony since that one was so smart. This one's in Hebron. Hello, Tony. How you doing? Hey, what do you think? This military, if this military guy told uh, Biden not to shoot it down, Trump would have fired him. And this is to show that Joe Biden's got no guts. He, and nobody, nobody cares. Well, that's if Joe Biden is saying anything that's true. It doesn't sound true yeah. to me. Yes, we can't, we can't believe him. But if a military guy told Trump, Trump would have fired that military guy. If the military guy said what? said, oh, no, we're, we can't shoot them down, so maybe it gets in open water. Trump would have said, no, you shoot it down right now when, there, when there's five feet of snow in Alaska and there's only about, uh, in Wyoming, there's more gophers than people. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Thank you for that, Tony, because we, uh, as far as we know right now, there were, I think they said three of these things were over the U.S. during the Trump years, I think. Can't swear to it. That's my memory, though. But there were... Uh, there was at least one that they're saying was over the U.S. Not for as long as this, though, during Trump, and that and that nobody told the American public about it. And maybe that's the big difference here is that that we found out. Maybe it is eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We'll take some more phone calls coming up, but we're going to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher is there. Good afternoon, and welcome back to a wonderful work weekend. A hot weather, Mark. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.